Terry from No Crumbs Left, and I'm thrilled to be joined today by Max Lamana. Max is passionate about vegan cooking, and his debut cookbook, More Plants, Less Waste, was awarded the most sustainable cookbook in 2020 by Gourmand. He's a beloved social media influencer and a friend of mine. I loved hearing Max talk about his journey to becoming a full-time chef, his simple tips for eating more vegan, and his passion for low-waste cooking. Let's not waste another minute. Let's go. So you are this young, fantastic vegan. I love, I have a, I'm, I'm a vegetable enthusiast, although not, not a vegan. I have a vegan kid. So I've always just had a, an interest in creating beautiful vegan dishes, but I've been super inspired about what you do in the space and your beautiful recipes. And, you know, tell me about it. How did you get started? How long have you been a vegan? Why are you a vegan? Well, I should first start off by saying, and you probably already know this because you follow me, uh, I'm not the preachy vegan. I'm not, I, I never share or say that things are vegan on my page. It just, it's just, for me, it's just food. And so if people feel inspired by the dishes I'm creating, then maybe I'm, I am fooling people by just like introducing plants on a plate without using the the headline that this is a vegan dish. But for me, the journey started a long time ago. Food has always been like a real big thing in my family. Being an Italian, French, American family, food was always on the table. Food was always being cooked. Mom was making fresh pasta on weekends. My mom would make homemade wine. So uh, my father had a couple of fast food restaurants. But for me, uh, I've always, always pursued other careers in my life. And food has always been playing in the background. Uh, and so for me, I went vegan uh, for the first time. I say this because I failed many times at it. First time, uh, 2012. So 10 years ago. 10 years ago, I went vegan. And I did it for health reasons. Um, I had a couple of friends introduce it to me. I thought they meant vegetarian. And so I corrected them and said, you mean vegetarian? I've never heard of the word. And in that moment, I went cold turferky went 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 vegan in that moment and was vegan for about a year fell off came back on and it's been a journey ever since but now it's been consistently for five consistently five years now and how did you get started you know on this page i mean what what i want to say is i actually really like that about you i love that when we you know inspire people about food and it, it doesn't come from a preachy place where it's just like this is something you're enthusiastic about you obviously love to eat you seem to love to cook and you, you seem to have a talent at creating, you know, wonderful content that inspires people to get in the kitchen and cook real food. You know, I mean, our missions are, are similar, even if our dishes are different. So how did, how did this page get started and what were you doing in those other jobs? I, I just have to know. Yeah. Th thanks, Terry. I, I pursue, I've, I've probably, I've worked many jobs in my, in my life, but in my 20s i was modeling and acting whilst you know in the evenings i was waiting tables serving people i was bartending and the modeling and acting career took me to los angeles where i was then again still busting tables waiting tables bartending the acting career didn't turn out so well um i do say i'm a failed actor because i think it's important to know like when you do fail at something that you own it and go, you know what? I didn't succeed in this and that's fine. And I, you know, I went to acting school. I studied, I was on a couple, I was on a TV show. I've been in like small films. Like I did it and it was the anti-climax. You know, I thought it was going to be this wonderful thing. Anyways, food has always been playing in the background. 
And so in 2017, I said, you know what? I put my head down. I'm going to focus on food. I'm really going to go for it. I worked in Michelin starred restaurants. Uh, my last like job job working in it was at uh, a restaurant called ABCV in New York City uh, for a chef called Jean, Jean Georges. And yeah, I like worked my way up from busing tables. You know, I had to work from the bottom up and at the near the end of my, 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 my stay there, my stint, I was cooking. I was on the line cooking and I was bartending and I was flipping both going back and forth. Towards the end of that, I started sharing recipe videos to my friends. I started Instagram and it was really, I had a really small account. I had, you know, a couple hundred people, a couple like of my like closest friends and people who probably saw me on, on the discover page. One of my good friends, Leo said, Max, you need to share that. Like you need to really go for it. Um, you need to start inviting people over for these supper clubs. So I started introducing supper clubs and dinner parties at my apartment in Brooklyn. People were coming over. People were really intrigued by what I was doing because I was incorporating parts of ingredients that are seen as waste. Um, so I was using the carrot tops. Um, I was using the skin to the butternut squash. I was roasting them and then making them like look beautiful in a dish. I was using the, the butternut squash seeds. I was perhaps I was using, you know, I was telling people to eat the skin of the kiwi fruit, you know, all these things that people see as inedible or waste. I was incorporating them in dishes. And slowly but surely, my account started like, you know, every day was like another thousand followers here, another thousand followers there. Media outlets picked up my story and that just grew overnight. I had, I think there was one point in my, in the first three or four months of my career on Instagram, I had like 30,000 followers overnight. So it was huge. And I looked at my friend going, you know, what the hell did you make me do? Like, there's no way, there's like no turning back from this. Cause I had, you know, at that point in time, Terry, I had no idea what I wanted to do. I was just, I'm going to share food. I'm going to cook it. Let's see what happens. Amazing. I love that. And I mean, that's really how social media works. I remember, you know, having 44 followers and, you know, just sharing my passion for, you know, what I call getting in the kitchen and cooking real food and how it just, you know, snowballed one person after another. But I think, um, uh, you know, you're, you're very likable and you're, and I think the thing about your dishes is I always feel like when I'm making vegan dishes that it's, it's a fair amount of work, right? Because it's like, you want to really get that flavor. So I might make a vegetable stock, you know, from scratch and I may, maybe I'm going to do a pistachio pesto. So that's going to be some work and maybe I'm going to do some tomato confit. I did a vegan sandwich yesterday. Um, one of the things that I like is that I feel like you've figured out a way to do some things simply. So tell us, you know, about that. And and I would love some tips for, okay, maybe someone isn't vegan, but they, they want to bring more plants and vegetables in their life and, um, you know, just inspire people with some of your great tips. Yeah. I, I, I love cooking just simply, simply cooking, but s simple cooking. So using the ingredients I already have in, in, in my, in my fridge, in my cupboard, and not making a big fuss out of it. it doesn't need again when you say like oh you know you have to i think you mentioned like the flavor like you you want to enhance the flavor of a dish and i think because i've been plant-based and vegan for such a you know for, for a couple of years now my my palate has changed and i think there's studies that around it that say it takes 10 days for a your palate to change your taste buds change so for me i think the less i put into a dish probably because there's not that much there anyways, because it's plants. I'm, I'm, I'm taking the piss as the UK, because I live here in the UK. That's what they say, taking the piss out of myself. Um, 
there doesn't need, there's not that much to go into a dish. So if I have, you know, um, a slice of bread and some butter, I'm happy with that. Or maybe a pinch of salt. Like sometimes the best things in life are the ones that are like the simplest things. And, um, it doesn't, I, I try to spend less time in the kitchen as much as possible. I know you and I both know we're probably always, you know, I, I'm guessing you're always in the kitchen, just like me, as much as we love it, being in the kitchen and cooking and, and it's our passion and we love it. I think we also like spending time times out of the kitchen so we can feel inspired to get back into the kitchen. So for me, it's a challenge to get into the kitchen and a challenge to get out of the kitchen. And I think what people can do at home too is, you know, look at the ingredients you already have and think of ways of incorporating the whole entire ingredient in some way, in some matter and have fun with it. Have fun with creating dishes. I, and I, you know, I'm often saving recipes that I see I have behind me. I know you can see this, but people won't see this. The, the cookbooks behind me, there's, I think I have like a hundred cookbooks. So I'm often looking through cookbooks and looking for inspiration. And, you know, I go online and I look for inspiration. So I get creative uh, single day, look for ways of how can I, how can I have, how can I create something different today? How can I have fun? How can I change a meal? And make it fun and, and, and tasty. No, it's so important. We've been working on sandwich week this week. So it's just like that next level making small masterpieces. Um, it's really been a lot of fun, you know, so we've had everything from, I made a really spectacular vegan sandwich yesterday. You know, we did something different today, but what's a spin? What's an update? And I think that's for all of us. It's like, where do we find inspiration? I mean, of course, so much on social media and um, also, like you said, getting a break out of the kitchen. I was in Mexico last week and it was like really fun to go and try new things and then say, oh, yeah, this mustard seed in this salad, you know, with fennel and dill, like I might not have put the mustard seed in, but I really like this idea, you know, with like agave. And and so I was like, oh, I'm definitely going to do a spin on that. It's like um, because it is also exhausting <laughs> to create content. And, and how do you, what do you do about that? You know, how do you sort of handle, I mean, you've got over a million followers. Um, you know, how do you handle all of that? All of the messaging, all of the comments? Because in the beginning, of course, you answer every comment. You're like, well, of course I answer every comment. Quickly, you realize that's actually not possible. And I've I stayed up 24 hours a day. So how, what is your thought on how you do that? What you keep private and how you replenish yourself? Yeah. I'll try to work back with I'll, I'll try to work backwards with this question. I replenish by taking weekends off. I don't go on social media on the weekends. Turn off my phone. Uh, sometimes I'll turn it on just to say hi to my family who are overseas, uh, connect with friends and loved ones. But no social media on the weekends. Um, and it's something my wife and I started called Offline Forty Eight. So we gave ourselves 48 hours to kind of refresh ourselves, revive and like replenish and, and store some energy away for the week, you know, the Monday through Friday. I see this is work. And I, and I get, and I speak to a lot of people who think like, what do you do for work? And I'm sure, you know, you probably get that too. You have a business, you're, yeah. you're running a, a giant of a, of a team and people look, like, what do you do for work? What do you mean you work on social media? And um, creating content is tiresome. I find I find it really fun. And now before I get into the kitchen be, to create content, I, I think, is this quality or is this quantity? Like, what am I actually putting out there? Is it going to be beneficial? Is there an educational piece to it? Is it fun? Is it exciting? Is it going to help someone? I know we were talking before we jumped on, like, 
people telling me I should introduce people to like my world, showing them different aspects of my life, my home, what I do in a regular. No, I just want to share food. Like this is primarily for people to grab food, look at a recipe, feel inspired, go and make that recipe. So for me, it's there, there is a tactic when I do create content, how much time am I going to spend in the kitchen creating content? How much time am I going to spend on my phone? How much time am I going to spend here, there, it's thought out. So I think that that's the best way I use my time. Otherwise, I'll get lost. I'll go down the rabbit hole. We've all been there before. We just lift up our heads and we've been in an Instagram hole or TikTok hole for you know an hour. And you think, what did I just, what did I, why did I just do that for an hour? Why did I just look at videos and videos and videos? So I try to use my time wisely and see where it goes. But answering, answering those DMs and answering the I tried not to answer DMs because- yeah. Once you get if started, I do that, yeah. then yeah. once you get started and you know, like there, it's one after another, like every time I refresh it, there's a new, there's a new question. There's a new question. There's a new question. Like I think I see DMS as a, as a way that people use, it's almost like people using Google, like a Google search engine. <laughs> use Google. I get people. Oh, how'd you, how'd you do that? Let me, let me go and Google that for you real quick. Let me come back with you. You know, like not to be yeah a pain in the ass, yeah. but some people, I think people just think you're on your phone and they think that you already have their attention right away. You, you deserve to give them the same amount of attention. No, it's a thing. Sure it's a thing. And I, I, I answer a lot of DMs, you know, and it, it's like, you know, part of that's a lot of fun, but it, it answering a lot of DMs and like, how am I going to make a flank steak today? It's like either go to the you know blog and look at the recipe or just Google best flank steak recipe. But I, you know, I don't want to become a Google. And I think that is, that is the sort of the danger in what we do, you know, how to 100%. keep enough for yourself. You know, I know that you're recently married. How did you wind up living in London? Cause I know you're from the East coast originally. Yeah. So around that same time, when I started Instagram, I started looking at my demographics. I started looking at seeing where people were tuning in and watching my content. Um, and London was one of my biggest cities. And I thought, London? I've never been to London. Why do I do I go out there? So I started playing around with the idea of, you know, I was, ho I was doing supper clubs in New York in the first couple months of my my stint in, on Instagram, right? Um, trying to get people to eating my food, them talking about it, them taking pictures, sharing it on social media. So I started speaking to friends in, in the UK. And they said, well, you should come out to to London and host a supper club and I thought you know what I should there's a large you know I have a large following there great way to meet the people great way to see London great way to explore right and so I paired that with trips to Norway Amsterdam I had like these I was basically like a Europe tour um, where I was visiting different countries and doing a little bit of a, a cooking demo and seeing people and uh, exploring the cities and my wife had a podcast at the time called Talking Taste Buds, uh, where she interviewed people from all various backgrounds, but the topic was about food. And so I thought, oh, it'd be great to get on this podcast. So I wrote to her, I slid into her DMs and said, hey, can I reach out to you? Can, or can we, you know, can we have a chat? I'd love to get on your podcast. She totally blanked me, never answered. <laughs> <laughs> went, you know, the, it went, you know, oh, this slum, this, this message slipped through the nets when she finally wrote back to me. 
but we met up and it wasn't, I wasn't after her. I didn't, I was purely on the, the, the hustle and grind that mentality. Like I need to make something of myself and I need to do this and I need to focus really hard at this. You know, I, I, I gotta, I have to succeed in this, you know, again, I just fit, I just failed at something. And now my whole mindset is how do I succeed? And so I wasn't thinking love at the time when I was meeting her, but then when I met her, finally, I, it was, uh, it was love at first sight. And that was, oh, great. Here's a, here's a, here's a girl or a woman who, who enjoys food and does similar things that I do. Maybe we can get along. And um, yeah, so I ended up not doing a podcast for about a year with her. We kept it purely like it was love. And yeah, then, um, and then we're like, oh yeah, we should probably do that podcast that we said we were going to do. I love it. I always, um, on one of my, I have had a partner for 14 years and on one of my birthdays, he said, I'm, people always are like, we want Roy on the podcast. So one of my birthdays, he said, okay, I'm going to do the podcast year and a half ago. It hasn't happened yet. So I gotta, uh, I gotta find the time, but people are, you know, certainly curious about that. So it seems like, would you say that you guys are activists? Would that be a, a fair description? I mean, you seem very passionate about the world and zero waste and the environment. And I mean that in as a compliment, by the way. Yeah, thank you. I used to own that title. I used to have that title in my, in my bio, I used to have it in my, my email signature activist. Thank you for saying that. I, I think I don't do enough to 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 be considered that anymore and i think it's i think it's owed to people who really put the, themselves out on on the line every day to to make a world a better place who are campaigning who are organizing events and staging protests so i think it i think that yeah it's not it's not a word it's not a word from me but i give I give a lot of credit to those who 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 do actually live truly by by it, but um, not not anymore. I'm a I'm an activist to to get into the kitchen. Okay, I like <laughs> it. I, lo- I think it's a fa- it's a fantastic answer. We'll be right back with more no crumbs left table talks. Uh, by the way, it seems like you think you made up the word prune enthusiast. I think I made it up. I <laughs> I know that you think you made it up. I just have to tell you, it's not true. But I like you. These are some of the things that I like about them and why I'm a prune enthusiast. I love that it's good for your bones and your joints. You know what? I'm a big fan of having great gut health, so that's another reason why I love prunes. Let's go. So what got you started on the this idea of zero waste? I mean, I think for people, it's like, you know, it's overwhelming and, and that you're passionate about it. Not that you are, but it's an overwhelming thought. How does one do it? So how did you get started about it? And what are small steps that people can do? Because not everyone's going to do it, but maybe there are three suggestions that you can make that can move us in the right direction. Yeah, great. Again, around the same time I was starting Instagram, uh, social media, when I was starting my channel, I looked at ways, how can I inform, educate, inspire? One of those things I was inspired by, or one of the things I really wanted to do was reduce plastic waste in my life. And so I started like, I started reducing plastic in my life and I did that for about a year. And anytime I was like given a plastic fork or a plastic straw, I'd always like put my hands up and just say like, no, 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 it's, I don't, I don't need that. Like I'll, I'll use my cutlery that I have. I no longer live that lifestyle because it's not accessible for everyone. It's not convenient for everyone. And there, there comes a lot of challenges with that. What I primarily focus on now is food waste and not wasting any food. So I think what people can do in the kitchen right now is look and see what food you already have and not waste 
try not to waste anything. Cook the food you already have and before you go out and buy more food. And if you need to go out and buy more food, take an inventory of the things that you need in the kitchen. This is a great way of buying less, buying less food. I know I, I used to be someone who would buy more bread than I actually needed to. I used to buy more cheese or more eggs or more milk than I I needed to. And I remember I should, I know it sounds really simple, but like going back to like my mother and my grandmother saying, did you write a list before going to the shops? It's like, yes, mom, you know, like we need to, we need to remember those practical principles that were, you know, given to us when, you know, when our, our parents were children. And so I, I, I love that one. And I think people can, can really reduce their waste if they, they keep a list on hand and buying the food they actually need. Because if we go into a shop without any kind of clear direction, we end up buying more. In the US, I think it's the average $1,500 worth of edible food is thrown away every year per family, per household. So $1,500—that's that's a big chunk of money, and that's a that's a that's a holiday, that's a vacation somewhere. So cooking the food you already have, using your freezer, freezer—I love using my freezer. I, I freeze everything, uh, making sure that if I if I've cooked something, that it goes into the freezer. If I'm not going to get around to it, can I get into like some recipe kind of tips? Oh, get into it. We love it. Oh, All we right, want good. we want we want specific mix. Absolutely. Specific bread is probably one of the most wasted ingredients around the world. Bread is often thrown away. One thing I like to do is cut the the, the loaf of bread or have the the loaf I already have and place that in the freezer right away because um, most likely it's going to go stale. It's going to get moldy. It's gonna it's gonna go off. So placing that loaf half loaf of bread in the freezer right away when you get home and coming back to it when when you're ready to have bread again. Just pop it in the toaster. It's good as new. That's one. Ben, um, I was going to say banana peels, but... Oh, yeah, please. Uh, Fernando, <laughs> we were making today. We made a BLT. And then Fernando was like... And I, and in the story, I said, you know what? And if you're, you want to do vegan, I've got this great recipe for vegan mushrooms on the blog uh, that are kind of smoked yes. and smoky. And then Fernando mm. said, oh, you know, there's somebody that does this thing with the banana peel and blah, blah, blah. And then right before the podcast, she said, who are you doing it with? And I had her look it up and she said, he's the banana guy. So is there something <laughs> you do with like the banana? Yeah, yeah. Banana peels. I mean, it sounds it sounds crazy, but in in Asian cultures and Asian Asian cuisine, they they use banana peels in some parts of the world. So one thing one thing I do is if the banana peel, I should say, I should with the, you know, this the banana peel should be organic or should be very, it should be cleaned thoroughly before consuming. I mean, just like any, like all our food, we should make sure that our food is clean before we, uh, we eat it. Banana peel. I, I take the inside of like the pulp, the white flesh on the inside. I just peel it with a spoon, take it off. And then I'm left with like that thick outer layer skin. And then I soak that skin in hot water and turmeric, kind of kind of like a marinade, but also it loosens up the the texture. It loosens up the skin. So when it does fry, it's it's more consumable because it is quite tough. It is it's a tough outer outer skin. So um soaking in hot water, marinating with some seasonings, and then frying it on a skillet with some butter or some olive oil and then some seasoning. So sometimes I, I'll use like barbecue sauce and I toss that in the barbecue sauce and five, seven minutes later, it's like frying an onion almost, you know, when it's soft and translucent, it's it's not going to get translucent, but it'll be soft after five or seven minutes. You know, you add your barbecue seasoning and then you have your, you know, pulled pork, uh, banana peels. 
um, and then just throw that into a sandwich. So if you, let's just say, okay, today I don't have time to make do that with the bananas. Can you take the peels and stick it in the freezer? I mean, because some things don't work in the freezer, right? So I don't know that that would. I, I played around with it. It just doesn't work yeah, out the same when it's don't. frozen. Some yeah, some things don't. Some some things you just got to cook right right then That's and there. It. Yeah. I should also preface this with, I don't eat banana peels every single time. You know, it's one of those... Um, I want to say it's a luxury, but it's not a luxury. It's, mm-hmm. um, it's, it's a, it's, it's clickbait, you know, you can eat it, but for a Western, you know, uh, for someone who's from, you know, America, an American guy eating banana peels, it, it gets people every single time. Oh my God, he's eating a banana peel. <laughs> right. Right. What is that? I love that. Uh, what are some other just great tips even for vegan cooking? Like, you know, I don't have time today to make garlic confit and tomato confit and pistachio pesto and marinate my tofu. By the way, you would love my vegan food because it's really good. Um, but, you know, what are some great plant-based meals that you that are easy to make? I mean, of course, you know, bread and butter and pasta, but, you know, something a little more exciting than that. I Right now at the moment, I think a lot of people are looking for convenience. They're looking for quick, easy, accessible meals that are super quick. The nine-to-fiver who just wants to come home have a drink, have a meal, and then sit in front of the television and watch their show or their movie, right? And they want they don't want to spend too long in the kitchen. So I'm thinking that at the moment, I'm thinking, how can I, how, how can I do that? How quick can I put food on the table? So I have this one skillet, skillet chili that I've just made. Everything goes in one pan. Onions, beans, garlic. I put a, uh, put a yellow pepper in there today. Two various types of beans, a, a red kidney bean and black bean. And then some and are they, crushed are they canned tomatoes. beans or is it like a steamed and, and bean? Can, or, yeah, yeah. yeah. Can, can, canned beans. Canned beans. And, and drain the sauce or keep the sauce? I drain the sauce. Okay. And do you rinse or no rinse? I rinse. So I do okay. a drain and then do a light rinse. You know what? I used the, the, the red kidney bean juice for making homemade pasta the other day. So instead of using an egg, I've used double double zero flour and I use chickpea water, chickpea oh, aquafaba, yeah. aquafaba to make that that binding to make it sort sort of similar to like an egg yolk. And that works really well. And and I didn't have chickpeas the other day. So I thought, hmm, what else do I have? I have red kidney beans. Let me try the liquid of this because it still has that kind of that consistency, that that um thick kind of almost liquid paste. And I thought, let me give this a try. And it worked out. But um yeah, kidney beans are drained and rinsed. Black beans are drained and rinsed, and then crushed tomatoes, oregano, and I try. I also put um ancho chili paste as well. Kept it really simple. That's a magic elixir. I mean, I call I call shortcuts to deliciousness, and most of mine happen to be vegan, but they're I call them magic elixirs. It's those things you know like that that just makes dish elevates it. You know, has brings it together in a shortcut to deliciousness. I'm all about those. What did you call them? Magical. Magic elixirs. Magic elixirs. I'm all about that because it's, yep. you know, like making a, a pickled onion that's going to go on top that gives it a little bit of brightness and an acidity or like the hot sauce or chili jam that you have in, in the fridge or the, like the fresh, yeah. the fresh herbs or. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, like um, garlic confit, mm. tomato confit, one of my, you know, I have like a charred, a vegan charred scallion dressing. I have these things in my refrigerator. I kind of rotate every week. I make a couple and then you just, you just, you just rotate them. You know, it's, yeah. it's, they, they just can take something, you know, if you pasta and you make it and you put your tomato comfy and your garlic comfy and, you know, some, something else like that. You're it's, it's great. You know, mm, mm. adobo sauce and you're, you're done. So it's uh, lovely it's fun. 
Well, I, I well, I've had so much fun talking to you today. I let me let me ask you this. We talked about your one book. Where do you go from here? What's next for you? I mean, I noticed like I think in January, did you take a thirty day break from posting? Yeah, I I did. I, mean, I good for you. Thank right? you. Yeah. Well, I I yeah, thirty day from posting. Thanks for seeing that. I've been I've I've been working on other projects. Um, I can't say what I've been working on. I think it's too 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 early to tell. But I've been I've been filming a bunch. Last month, I, I did a project with the Food Network, where they're introducing new talent, um, and so I did a project with them. But yeah, things are slowly revealing themselves at the moment. So slowly building that anticipation, letting people know that there's something coming, and and there is, and so it's it's exciting. But yeah, taking that time off in the beginning of the year was very valuable. Um, wasn't able to go anywhere. I wasn't able to go on any holiday or go somewhere warm, which, you know, I wish, I wish I, I wish I went to Mexico. It feels like everyone was going to Mexico <laughs> yeah, yeah. in the last couple of weeks. All yeah. my friends, all my foodie friends were all in Mexico. Yeah. There's something exciting happening in the food scene in Cabo. It's, you know, I, I used to be one sort of restaurant. Now it's like something different. It's like young chefs and there's just an energy there and they're using sort of local ingredients and it's exciting. It's very exciting. So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun to see it and it's it's inspiring. But I, I know that you were up to something and it's good to know <laughs> to take some days off from posting so that you can, you know, really put your energy in in the rest of your life also. I think it's I think it's great, and we're excited to see what it is. Thank you, thank you. I really I, I really appreciate that. I'm a one man team at the moment. You know, I have a literary agent, I have a publisher, I have like a production team that I work with to film some content. But on a day to day basis, it's all me. So I'm the one who's answering emails. I'm the one who's taking care of my social media. I'm I'm doing this all by myself. So it's really important to take that take those times to reflect and rest. Um, so you can come back with inspiring uh, new content and and give people that give give people something that they're they're excited to see. Absolutely. So I know people can come find you on your page, Max Lamana. Um, we're gonna you know wait and see you know sort of what happens, and we can't wait. Um, I like to think of each year as like a word for the year, like what you're giving birth to, what what's happening this year for you. So. You know, and guess what? You can change the word tomorrow. But if you thought, what are you ushering in this year? What What's going to be your word for this year? What do, what do you think it is? Confidence. I like it. Fantastic. When's your birthday, by the way? What What's your What's your astrology? I'm an Aries. You're an Aries? Okay, that's fine. I'm an Aries, but uh, my birthday is April 18th. I, I just have always have a lot of friends that are, I always have a lot of Aries men in my life. So I love that. When, when, what's, what's your, what's your star sign? I'm a Sagittarian, Leo rising, Aquarius moon. So... You know, when you know a little little something about astrology, you know you know nothing because there's so much to know. But I think it's interesting. Yeah, very, very interesting. I'll tell you. Can I tell you a really quick story? Oh, do. do. A few years ago, I was living in Australia at the time. And this is a point in my life where I, I stopped acting and ended up moving to Australia and was there for nine months. But in that time, um, I was working in cafes. I was managing cafes. When they saw my CV, when they saw my resume and they said, oh, you've worked in these restaurants in New York City and Los Angeles, promoted to manager right away. It was <laughs> like they've never, why are you here? Anyways, very like into star signs and astrology, into health and environment down there, down in Sydney. And I was introduced to a gentleman who would read my birth chart, who would read my star signs, who would do all this, right? And so I gave that information got on a call with them 
And they kind of broke it down to me. They said, when you're 32, I'm, I'm now 32, turning 33 in April. And he says, when you're 32, so last year, he says, you're going to be living in a, in a different, this, at 32, it'll be your new chapter. And this is six years previous. Um, he says, at 32, you will be living in a different country. You'll be married to somebody who's not from your part of the world. And you're going to be, he's like, I see you speaking to a large group of people, like millions and millions and millions of people, like in the sea. I see, I just see you on top of the <laughs> stage. It. I see you on a stage speaking to millions of people. And I'm thinking, what the hell is that? Like, what, what do you mean? <laughs> am I, in my head, I'm like, oh, am I going to be an actor again? Um, am I going to be in movies? Is that what, is that what he's talking about? And it didn't make any sense to me. And I just left it alone. And lo and behold, I'm like, Oh, right. Oh, oh, right. oh, okay. All right. This makes, now this makes sense. Right. Now this makes sense. So as much as like, I, I, I want to believe in everything that is being told to you by, you know, uh, astronomers and, and all that, which is all great. Like, but I also take it with a pinch of salt. Sure. Absolutely. I did have someone year, some years back say, you're going to be do this thing. You're going to be really well known. And it's like, you have all these different parts of your job. Like, it's like, you're doing this and then you're doing this and you're like the yeah. spoke of a wheel. And it was something sort of similar. And it's like, oh no, but like lots of people are going to know you. And you know, you're like, yeah, huh, sure. But it's, it's interesting <laughs> when you're like, oh, okay. That is a description, yeah. you know, of, of, yeah. you know, sort of where I wound up. Well, wow. this is a pleasure. I've been just a fan following your account and, you know, mostly because my son is vegan. So I'm always like inspired about new and exciting vegan food. And because I'm a vegetable enthusiast, I'm definitely a carnivore vegetable enthusiast for sure. So I've, I've loved, you know, I've just loved seeing your work. And I was like, thank you. Gosh, I, I don't even know if he answers his DMs, but I really want to, I want him to be on the podcast. And I think we could do a good podcast. And I'm so delighted that I persisted and that you said yes. And yeah. I, I'm excited about all you're doing. And we're excited to see where you go. And you'll let us know because we'll be sure to, you know, update, you know, people Thank that you. listen to the podcast and let them know, you know, what's next for you for sure. Thank you, Terry. I really, I really appreciate it. And thank you for being persistent. I really enjoyed speaking to you and chatting with you. I hope next time I'm I'm in the States or if I'm in, in, in your town, in your city, um, I come come hang out with you. Maybe we'll cook something or get get something to eat. Oh, for sure. I'm I'm, I'm gonna make you a, I'm gonna make you a delicious vegan meal. And at some point, we're gonna get to to London, and um, I'd love to take you to dinner. You could take me to your your favorite restaurant. Let's let's have a thing where we're not cooking at all, and we yeah we get to we'll go out and turn off our us. phones. Yeah, let's do it. <laughs> Pleasure to meet you, and please Thanks, give Terry. my give my best to your wife. I will. Thank you so much. You've been listening to No Crumbs Left with me, Terry Turner. If you've enjoyed this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen to your shows. We release episodes every few weeks featuring a new guest, someone from the food world or an entrepreneur who inspires people. And the conversations are always a blast. Follow me on Instagram at No Crumbs Left to stay connected and be sure to check out my website with recipes and more content at nocrumbsleft.net.